Hey, Mark. How's it I, going, Justin? Oh, it, terrible. Terrible. Okay. But look, check this out. Check out this weather. This is, I don't know if this is terrible, but this is something that's going on. Oh, my that's, gosh. It's uh, snowing up in our mountain house all the time. Oh, it's snowing. Days. Nice. Yeah. You can't see that? that. You can't I can't. Again, just out the window. Yeah, I can see yeah, the yeah, trees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, it's been snowing a lot over here in, um, in the mountains. Yeah, I, I was back in Colorado almost this time of year last year, like just a few weeks earlier. And it was snowy the first half of my trip. And I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. It's, wow. I, there's, something, there's something that is nice about snow, like the um, <clears throat> fireplace. That's something nice. In fact, I was lucky enough to get 19 uh, Duralog fire logs, four-hour burning fire logs delivered yesterday. Wow. I, I, so I never, had, I never had that like in the city. I mean, I went camping as a kid. but uh, Yeah. Um, and there is something about like, you know, when it's like your, your water bottles have frozen because you didn't keep them inside your sleeping bag. And, <laughs> right. and then, you know, like you get a fire going and it's, it's, it's amazing. But uh, mm-hmm. um, for me, it's just because I grew up there. You know, I grew up with four seasons and then most of my adult life I've been, um, you know, on a semi-tropical island. So you get that is pretty, it. yeah, that is cool. So you've known, you've known warmth. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, how'd the, how'd the goals go? Terrible. Okay. Terrible. Um, everything terrible. Like, I'm just, everything is going badly for me. I just want you to know that. And it's funny, sometimes when, when other people say stuff is going badly, that makes me feel good. Because I'm like, yeah, yes, yeah. things are going badly for him. So I must be doing well. <laughs> I don't feel that. But I, I do feel like it's not just me. Like, my last three weeks, you know, have been crazy. Because we yeah. talked about, like, the bank account and immigration. I'm still dealing with the immigration. I just uh, did step two for my uh, entrepreneur visa. So I should mm. get it in seven days. But then within 15 days after getting it, I have to convert that into uh, an alien resident card. And that requires a signed lease that's current. But my oh. lease uh, was like we signed it two and a half years ago. It was only oh for one gosh. year and turned to month to month. So I got to like track down the landlord and I'm out of money. So, you know, there's lots of, <laughs> lots lots of, stuff, of going on. stuff, but uh, um, I, I guess just because like it's been so bad and then I just keep knocking them down. I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like, eh, you know, got uh, got time. I can. You're going to get I through can, it. Uh, also find like, ways. My, my landlady's great. Like she's not gonna, she's not going to be like, Oh, you want, you want a lease. Do you? So I've I've always had. thought for some reason I always thought you were in some kind of like apartment block, but uh, sounds like you're in more of, of a private house. Uh, no, I'm in a well. It's kind of between. It's like a, Con- a, a city dis- condo. No, it's a studio, uh, but it's so so. I'm in an apartment building in Taiwan, like a pretty old one, and every floor is one residence, and they're all fairly small mine's the smallest because it's it's on the top um so it's it's like a, you know it's like a bedroom a bathroom balcony uh but I, it's like the whole floor is just me and then below me there's um see. you know older guy and below him there's a family and you know just just one of those things but uh, uh the location is kind of uh kind of a walk from the metro which I like because 
that makes it more difficult for me to go out and meet my friends. So I, <laughs> right. I you know, it's like, I, I only go out once in a while. Then I, you know, then I'll be out like, you know, many hours, but I'll, it, it encourages um, spending more time working and, and uh, uh-huh. being productive by the river, go running. Yeah. Sorry. I just turned a light, a light on there so that you, you can actually see me because where I'm sitting right now, the window, the lights just sort of coming in through the side. So I sort of look like uh, to catch a predator. <laughs> you could see the silhouette of a person. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Well, um, well, so, so good. I'm glad to hear that stuff's moving forward for you. Um, well, so let me, let me go over my goals really quickly. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, I didn't do the running as much as I wanted to. I, I was going to, uh, I forgot if I said it was two or th- I think I said three times running two times, uh, weights. I ended up doing four times weights, one time running. And I did a lot of walking all over the place, but you know, it's not, it's not running. That sounds pretty good. Um, got, got yeah. something done. Yeah. It's, 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 it's yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's enough to make me not feel horrible for sitting all the rest of the time. Um, the main, uh, the main like uh, side project slash, uh, bootstrapping goal was get lots of videos done for alchemist camp. I believe I said at least two, I got three done or no, I got four done. So, or no, three, I did a second one on tailwind and then I did two more in my uh, live view series, building out the reactor site. Dude, you rocked it. Which is right here. And I've got like a modified markdown editor so I can just, uh, you know, write, uh, write markdown with a few, extra additions I've made like these uh, dash space, oh, dash it. space, dash will be an HR. Okay. So that is, this is on your site. Wait, this is local host 4,000, but okay, great. So this it, is going to, uh, is this going to publish future, this? I'm going to publish this to our reactor site. This is what I've been building in all those screencasts about Phoenix live view. I'd be really interested to know if this works well. Brilliant. I'm very um, excited to see how this works out. And so, so is this, but, but this, it, it consumes um, the Pinecast link. Got it. Right. Yeah. Right. So if you click here, so all, all I've done is I put the audio URL and then it mm-hmm. generates an iframe and all the stuff. Yeah. So if I click here, I can hear you say, okay, what's this? So <laughs> okay. That's, uh, that's the, Great. the deal. Um, my YouTube traffic is up let's see i think i just closed the uh where's my there we go uh my youtube traffic is up definitely got more subscribers than normal twitter followers have been growing a lot so i gained like uh yeah about 50 in the last week so uh 50 youtube subscribers which is good for me but you've moved from my good luck charm to my bad luck charm the, uh, to my, I'm, well, I'm now annoyed with you, Chum. Well, the but it, but it's <laughs> now, this is one of those. Uh, I'm just kidding. you win some, lose some, some things because right. uh, the uh, revenue, which was growing, uh, is now not. I, I think I lost. Oh. Uh, I lost like eighteen dollars MRR, and um, I I saw this thread from Joel Hooks, the uh, co-founder of Egghead IO. They lost 10% of their MRR. Signups are low, cancellation, like churn is higher. And he said, the trend is pick the least expensive, lowest duration plan and immediately cancel to access something specific. 
And that's happened to me three times this month. Yeah. Like someone has signed up and then they've downloaded a bunch of source code, checked out like, you know, whatever series and then they cancel. Yeah. Which used to never happen. So, so I think there are just so many people that have cut prices and put stuff out there. Yeah. And now there are a bunch of people that, uh, I guess it just makes my prices feel higher. So there are more people that are um, just going in opportunistically for one thing, which isn't exactly what I set up the subscription for. Now, fortunately, I have many, many other people that have been, already been subscribers for a long time and are not doing that. It's just the new subscribers are turning and they didn't used to. Well, that's why you need... Um, well, this is a strategy, not necessarily what you need, but this is a strategy. Um, and I've seen that it's quite, it's quite useful is to sort of think, okay, what is your sort of maximum lifetime potential? And then find <clears throat> some, you know, do a haircut of, uh, from all your customers, your li- lifetime value, mm. you know? And, um, you know, if you, I mean, it probably couldn't be a thousand. I doubt, I doubt it's going to be a thousand per customer. You Stripe know? estimates like six or 700, although it depends on recent churn because the, you know, the other, they're, yeah, um, so so basically, t- give that a haircut and then say, "All you can eat, all you can eat, pass forever." You know. Oh, lifetime. Yeah, lifetime. Four nine five lifetime. Interesting. You know, so if 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 they're saying seven hundred, then you could try like a <clears throat> like a. I'm doing a year for two ten now, or with a discount one fifty. They get it like Black Friday or on sign up. So you could try. You could try a high a high price point five like a five, nine, seven, you know, hmm. and then see if, see if, see if that gets them. Cause I think you'd be happy to capture five, nine, seven value up front from someone. Right. For alchemist camp. Yeah. And also like that, that wouldn't make me give like my future analytics tool or exactly. starter kit. Exactly. For free, I mean, so. what, what feels good to the, my gut feel price just, but I mean, this is just me. Mm-hmm. I've got feeling on pricing which I think I'm really good at, but I don't have any evidence to know. <laughs> I have some, uh, some evidence, but not like hard to, you know, millions of users or whatever. But anyway, for something just under 500 feels right to me for a product like that. For a, for a lifetime. For your, for your lifetime, yeah. yeah. Like a 497. Yeah. The other thing I thought about is what if I just eliminate the monthly plan? Like, so the, the people's only option only buy, is yeah. to get a year. What, and what would a year be? A year is two ten if they just like come in cold off the internet. Oh, I thought and you I, said yeah. yeah. And I do very occasional uh, discounts, like Black Friday. It'll be one fifty, or when someone signs up and they go through like the the sign up lifecycle emails, they'll get an offer for one fifty. And it's a two ten based on what? Uh, the the monthly is twenty one a month. And twenty one times ten is two ten, so it's it's a slight discount over, over. Uh, and um, how many people go for that two ten? Mm, it's been maybe four or five. I have a total of one hundred and three current subscribers. Well, since you introduced two ten, how many went for, like? Because obviously you have a hundred subscribers, but you didn't introduce mm-hmm. two ten from the beginning, or did you? Right, right. I uh, know I did. So, so basically, the, the, I've always had the annual be either. Yeah. Uh, somewhere between like eight and 10 months of, of monthly. And I started the monthly at 12, then I went to 15, then I went to 18, then I went to 21. 
And going from 18 to 21 was the first time I like actually saw a churn pick up maybe a tiny bit, 15 to 18. But uh, I, I thought at that point, like, you know, like this, this feels like it's pricing some people out. So I just, I haven't touched the pricing for like eight months or nine months. And I've just been producing more and more content. So hopefully the, the amount of content will catch up with the price. How many people, uh, what, what percentage would you say of, of current signups, like within your last month, went for the year plan? I just want to just work through this. Of uh, the last month, it would be... Like how many signups about did you the have? Same. Uh, I had a lot. I, I had like 10 or 11. So, so I, ten, I had, 10 in total, 10 total signups. Yeah. <clears throat> and how many of those would, would yearly? Three. So that's about the normal ratio. So 30%? Yeah. Although one of those <laughs> yearly subscribers unsubscribed really fast, which is nuts because uh, like when they unsubscribe, they lose access and it warns them like, you know, once you unsubscribe, you lose access. Oh, that's weird. You shouldn't, you, you can't do that. Like they, they pay for a year and then they lose access for that whole year. Yeah. Like if they, they pay for the membership and they can cancel it anytime they want. Yeah, you so can't the, do that. The, uh, the messaging is like you will lose access if you cancel a membership. I've had one person do that and say they thought it, that it was, you know, they thought that it didn't end the access right away. And so I just gave them the remainder period. But uh, the way it's set up now, that just cancels it. Oh, wow. That, that's, that's what I wouldn't do that. Like, I don't think that's a good user journey. Because because they, yeah. if they pay for a year, they should get access for a year. You just basically so when they cancel, they, it just doesn't build them next year, and they lose it access. Just, yeah, it just stops renewals. I, I think that's a thing because they, yeah, they're thinking like renewals as opposed to canceling it right away. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the problem. Just my my take. Yeah, uh, that's 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 a good point. I, I I did get that. I mean, after I got that one complaint, I thought about that a little bit, but um, no one else has done that. Like since then, everyone else has canceled. Like a day or two before their, their last day. Yeah. But it shouldn't be on them. It yeah. shouldn't be on them to yeah. like, remember how to, how to, how to solve your problem. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And I know it's a pain in the ass to have to build this kind of stuff, but uh, yeah, it's important. That is 100% of the thing. My, my, my billing system has been, I mean, it started off as just, send me yeah. money with PayPal and it's been like very, very slowly. Yeah. Getting better. You know, Stripe, Stripe do, um, do you, you, do you use Stripe or no? Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, mean, yeah, I, you try, do, yeah. I try to, uh, a few people can't use Stripe, but I try to okay. use Stripe. Stripe, Stripe now has, um, they've added scheduling to their subscriptions, which mm-hmm. is something I've wanted for ages cause I've had to roll my own. Um, but basically it means that you can set up a subscription and then say how many, you know, what number of payments um, it can take, and then it will auto turn itself off after that number of payments. Sort of, so that you can just programmatically oh. set that up, so you don't have to build oh, okay. that stuff in. Which is, you know, it's kind of painful because, like, what you have to do is you have to build a webhook, and then every yeah. time an event happens in Stripe, you you have to yourself count and see, oh, is this payment number twelve? To you know, shut it down, cancel it. But yeah, so they've done that now, which is kind of cool makes life easy hmm, but yeah it does sound useful um yeah so 
I forgot what I was, where else, what else I was thinking about that. Um, yeah. Also, anyway, it's, uh, I'm, I, I feel like it's the, the tenor has changed a bit. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm considering some options and I, and I would actually, I, I think, I don't know. Lifetime is a little bit weird to me. I mean, it's it just like, it's, it's a weird thing for a subscription, but I guess I'm not on the hook is to it a subscription? keep making videos forever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have some people that have been subscribed for almost two years now. Like some of my, I think my very first subscriber is still yeah, but, subscribed. But the price point they're at, they're at that um, never ending subscription price point, like a 10 or less. Right. Yeah. Isn't that right? Uh, yeah. I found that with, with, with Blogio, like any of the people who were under 10 or 10 never canceled never ever. Can- yeah. Maybe I should have so, just made it look, maybe I should have well, just well, yeah, kept it that it, Well, but maybe you don't have a big enough market, but I think it's a very interesting strategy. And that's what I'm thinking about with, um, th- that's the lesson I'm thinking about with Taskflow. I, I want to create a product that is a $10 price point. I want it to be a mass market product with a $10 price point with a super low churn and just slowly build out. That's, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. So maybe, but maybe there's not enough people in your market. It's a small market. So that was another thing I, I told you last week about my friend's friend who did a bunch of Elixir videos that he did a bunch of Ansible videos and the Ansible yeah, yeah. videos had 10 times of viewers. Yeah. So right. Ansible. I, I have, I mean that popular technology Ansible is <laughs> yeah. 10 times the viewers of Elixir. Well, it's, it's I mean, popular for DevOps people. No, I, that's that was my joke. I'm yeah. being sarcastic. Yeah. Like yeah. Ansible. I mean, who the fuck's heard of Ansible? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if yeah. like if Elixir is a tenth of Ansible, then fuck. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've I've been thinking about that. So I, I've got to broaden it a bit and still you know still serve the same people is my thought. So I've mm-hmm. in fact I uh, I made up a list of. Uh, of ideas of stuff. I, I may pull up something on the screen. I didn't mean to. So Great. if I do, then uh, we'll just cut that part out. Here we go. One off. Uh, <laughs> here I is the high tech uh, note taking there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what can I sell one off? I'm thinking I could do a course on Vim super easily. Yeah. And just make that five bucks. A Flexbox crash course, maybe nine bucks. Um, Tailwind CSS course is, uh, like Adam Wathen has already put educational materials online, but it's like growing fast. It's pretty new. I could probably like do something like pre-signups at 29 and then over time increase it to 79. Um, the starter kit could do far more, of course, but that's, that's way more work. And then uh, the other thing I've thought about teaching is the type form and convert kit integration with my server API. So it's like setting up webhooks so that you can make a type form, have that hit your server, and then use that to ping convert kits API and you know create new subscribers with data based on what they said in the type form. And I think that I probably has that's probably easier to price higher because there's like very immediate money in figuring that out, like improving your email marketing. So I think um, my, the first thought that comes to mind is, um, so why do you want to do a one-off? Well, okay. So of those ones that you've got, there's a couple there Mm -hmm. that um, 
I mean, stop me if you don't want to hear my. I, I'm I'm never going to not give you unsolicited feedback. Yeah. Is is that okay, a problem? No, 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 no. I, <laughs> okay. I'm, no, yeah. I'm super curious. But before you do that, let me let okay. me just throw in like you ask yeah. why one off. Um, yeah. I've been thinking more about one offs because uh, actually partially because of what you put in Nugget. You put like the three really desirable types of things to be selling are one off products um, because like they're pretty easy to do. They're pretty easy to sell and you know, they, they do reasonably well. And another one you gave really high ratings was uh, productized service, which is more difficult, but still like really good for the, um, for the difficulty and the odds of success. And then um, SaaS you put in there as well, which is more, more difficult, but you know, also super rewarding for the difficulty. So well, that's part yeah, but, of it. But the reason why I put that in there in the course was, was about the stage of the founder. Remember, remember our chart about what level, what level you mm. are as a founder. Yeah, yeah. So the best thing for a fresh out of fresh out of the the, the box, just fresh, a freshly picked Daisy founder, is a course because it's their first experience of selling online. But you've already done that, so you're you, you've already done that, and you've created monthly revenues. So you're actually beyond that level. Like by rights, the thing that you should be building next is SaaS. Okay. Well, I, that is, <laughs> that is desirable, but it's slow. And I'm right now, I guess I'm looking for something that makes money faster. A quick, the, a quick one-off sales, hit. I think yeah. are easier to, I think they're, they're easier to, they're less of a hurdle because people don't have to worry about, you know, cancellations or, you know, what, what if, you know, what if it's, it's a pain to deal with, or what if I forget about it or all those things. Um, for the record, I, I have, I have money. given, refunds to everybody who is complaining and it's been a small number but um now listen but but, but here's the thing <clears throat> if you want to make money fast then five dollar price points because you've got here the vim course five bucks flexbox crash course nine bucks doesn't make sense to put in a bunch of effort to build a course and then charge nine bucks because at max you're going to sell probably a hundred if you if you're lucky um so you want to be doing the high price points you know finding something for a five hundred dollars if you want to make money fast. That's, that's a good point. It's so my, my thought with the Vim, the Flexbox one, I'm not super keen on doing the ones, the ones I'm really motivated to do are the Vim and the Typeforms convert kit integration and the tailwind ones. Um, the thought on that though, is just a tripwire, just converting someone from being a casual observer into having spent any money at all, I think it's mm. really valuable because it crosses a psychological threshold and then they might be more likely to even start learning Elixir. That's possible. Um, this is totally you know, speculative. You like know, this, I, the whole I, idea I, of I doing think I might have a better, a better use of your time potentially, which, mm. I, which is actually... Um, it's the final, uh, you remember I sent you that video of John Paul who's doing fire CI and I showed you. Yes. Yes. And, and so basically it was, it was marketing strategy for him on mm -hmm. how to, um, move forward. So because, of, because the company I work for true, uh, true space, one of my day jobs, I, I do two, two day jobs, true space and one teacher, um, because of COVID, um, basically everyone's going online now. Like it's just crazy. It's just all these businesses that used to be real world and all these leaders and CEOs who just thought, no, no, I'm not going online. No, no, I'm not going to do, 
I'm not n- never going to do work home, never going to do remote. I'd be like, hmm, okay, I think we need to to do that. And um, you know, I'm not saying that my bosses were like never, never, but what they what they are thinking is, okay, this is a shift. This is a shift, and we need to yeah. work out how to make our stuff work online. And what what it in True Space's case, they they sell basically on site courses. And they have an on-site membership. It's sort of kind of like a... Have I ever talked about TrueSpace? Only like indirectly. Oh, okay. So basically what TrueSpace does, this, this is the company that I work for, um, CTO of TrueSpace, along with one teacher. What they do is they, um, they help companies who are, uh, who's sort of got startup funding, who've got to like a million bucks and, or maybe two million bucks and they've stalled. And mm-hmm. they help those companies specifically get to 10 million revenue. So that's basically what they do. Mm-hmm. It's funny looking at your face. I can't, could never tell if you're interested or not. Oh, uh, no, I'm just trying not to, uh, not trying, I'm trying not to distract from, oh, uh, no, do, from the well, speaker. Well, do like, feel if free I have to, a, no, if I have a strong reaction, I'll, I'll show it. Okay. Or an, or an interest. Um, yeah. So, um, so basically they, they work with those companies and the whole thing's sort of done in, in the real world. Um, and it's mm-hmm. called true space. And, but by the same token, it could all be done online, you know? And, but the, the thing that they've especially done is they've worked, um, with Gallup and, mm-hmm. um, spent a lot of money over the last On seven. Uh, no, not, not asking Gallup to survey people. They've worked. Uh, let me just, um, show you here. Okay, so what's really useful is the breakdown of the business, but it's done through charts, but also through um, through you know like uh, I guess spreadsheet style analysis. But if we look here, um, what we're looking at is we're looking at so five conditions break down into twelve stocks, and each of those stocks are different aspects of of running your company. And so this um, in this chart that I'm showing here, it's sort of like a like a spider web type chart and the outside uh, that's sort of the dark gold is the companies. This is the threshold here. So for example, in focus, like the companies we've measured that went from 2 million to 10 million, you know, they averaged a score of 73 out of a hundred on this focus stock. And so if we go down to this company that we're looking at here, Amco, which is a, a fake company. This so I'm going to less successful. Yeah, so I'm going to just hover over what their, you know, what their breakdown was. So they got 49 um, on, on the focus stock. Um, and that is, that is made up of customers, uh, market, point of view, and talent. And so you can see that on talent, they, you know, and this is all about like talent, hiring, retaining talent, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. They, they scored a 52 out of 100. So they've got some work to do there. And on market is also like, you know, do they understand their market, that type of thing. So they've got like 47 out of 100 there. And so this is their overall score. So then they can zoom down and have a look at this particular stock focus. So if I scroll down the page So, here, so each of those 12 stocks is just a number that you want as high as possible. Yeah, and I'll just show you how that breaks down. So this is the overall company shape in this chart. Now we're going to have a look at each individual person. And you can see, you know... Uh, Carol, Alejandro, and Verna. <laughs> this is the this is my fake data sets. Just making up names for some reason. It chose Hispanic names for this company. So, um, so the way uh, I, I guess maybe the way I would describe this, if you can't see it, is it's like you have uh, like a perfect score would be a big 
dodecahedron. It would just be this 12-sided, or actually not dodecahedron, it would be this 12-sided shape. And it would be completely, uh, it would be completely symmetrical uh, and just, just like uh, an octagon, except it's got 12 sides. And if one of those factors or one of those stocks is less than perfect, then that corner is dented in. So um, on each of these 12 possible corners that they could reach if they were at 100, they make some distance out from the, the center. And so you get some, some various shape depending on how good the company was at different things. And so, you, so in the first chart, we see the composite company view that shows the shape of the company. And then in the second chart, we see broken down by the individual executives of the company. So we can see exactly where each... So for example, in this case, Alejandro, he, he is very low on mission. So like he really doesn't give a monkeys about the mission of the company. So um, but he's, he's engaged. He's at a 22, <laughs> but you know, like with, with regards to benefits, yeah, he, he really wants the company to give out a lot of money to their employees type of thing. Okay, so if we just, just I, but I wanted to show you how um, on focus, um, if we scroll down, um, or let's just say alignment here, if we go back up to this chart, alignment. Where okay, so was, we're, yeah, what's, where, where are we going with this? Uh, I'm just showing you how it breaks down. So, so okay. basically the stocks and flows. So um, this is focus. So remember, this is the first one, focus. Um, and then this basically then breaks it down and does a similar kind of chart and you can bring in the individual, um, users there. Okay. So this so, is, this is a, a way of modeling attributes yeah. that affect a business's success exactly. and the same attributes in people. Exactly. And it, it, and it goes super deep. And so, so basically you can go in and, um, and this is the sort of the whole framework broken down. By the way, do you like this? Uh, this I built this all from scratch, building this. Uh, it looks this nice. Character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is, and so you know, if you've if you've got under forty on any of these, um, I guess flows, what they're called, then then there's a little speech bubble. It's a talking point. And so what what we do is we have coaching sessions with companies after they've taken this, they've put their executive team through this, and we work we work with them in a coaching capacity. Um, Charles Fred, who's our CEO, who's, who's built and sold three very big and very successful companies, um, is, is behind this. And, um, yeah, it's, this is, this is good. I, now I can't remember why I got, why, why we got here in the first place. That's, that's why I asked where we were going with it. <laughs> why well, did I, I, I think you, you, oh, oh, I did. Yeah. Because I, I was I talking now. about yeah. doing one-time sales that reach beyond yes, yes. just elixir in order to go yes, to the top I remember of exactly why. Okay. So the reason why I wanted to get here in the first place was because I've, I've got the most experience, I think, on the company at building online businesses. Sure. So I really wanted to think through for them how marketing works. And so this is sort of just where I got to with Nugget, which is, you know, you have this, you have this product. How do you market this product? And I wanted something to explain something to them so that they could succinctly and quickly see what needed to be done to create this marketing framework. And what it made me realize is this is the next nugget module. <laughs> and oh, nice. this, and it's, this is relevant, very relevant for you. And this is um, after working with, I guess about five founders at this marketing thing, I think I finally worked out the, the framework um, of how this works. And I think this could be super useful for you to think about 
rather than building a new product, maybe think about marketing what you've already got through this, uh, the, this lens. So I just wanted to talk through that mm-hmm. with you. Is that, is that okay? So yeah, um, that, that's okay. Although it doesn't address the fact that the market I've chosen is super small. Well, that that's kind of interesting because because the market that you've chosen is is it super small, or is it that yeah. you're we've discussed that you're part of the market, you're one of the market builders. Uh, it's super small now, and it's growing less slowly than much much larger languages like Rust. But couldn't you be one of the market builders? How do you mean? Well, just like, just like with with any tech, any you know, when when someone shows why it's so great, then that brings more people in, and and then that makes the market larger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can have an effect on it, but it would take a lot to move a whole programming language. Okay. Like, like I think if I, you know, if if I built like the next uh i like name your your deca unicorn then maybe okay but maybe not because there'd be lots of others that use node or or something else okay well anyway i mean i still think this is useful for whatever for whatever you do and even even for me um and the re- you know the other reason why i'm thinking about this is cuz i'm doing you know obviously want to use it for taskflow and for nugget and yeah. by the way, well, you maximize maximize what you have. And by the way, I have not done any work on TaskFlow. Um, but because you did share some new nuggets of uh, of uh, what? Of, uh, I, I I got an email from Nugget today. Oh yeah, yeah. So well, that's that's what I was about to tell you. So for some reason, my my internal mood is. I really don't want to work on TaskFlow right now <laughs> to the point where the structured procrastination list and strategy that TaskFlow uses has made me work on Nugget. I don't want to work on TaskFlow <laughs> so much <laughs> that I'm now working on Nugget uh, because basically I would rather work on Nugget than TaskFlow and I know I need to get something done. Yeah. So, um, you know, that is, that's what's happened and uh, Nugget is, is starting up again and I, I'm going to use this marketing this marketing and, nugget. and I notice your uh, your new price point is not uh, it's not quite as low as you were talking about last week, but it's uh, it's a sizable reduction. Yes, yeah. For, so basically, you can get into um, you get in for forty bucks. I'll show you the. Let me just show you the the page there. Um, it's it's basically like fifty percent less. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. So basically. We really have three uh, three payment options. So, um, what I'm the way that I'm pitching it, and it's honestly true, and it's it's it. This is the only way I could release it and feel good about it is to really reduce the price. Um, but to make it so that you can get in and start experiencing it for forty seven dollars a month, you know, it's like an ICU um, for your your new startup. Like a what? An ICU for your your fledgling startup. What's an ICU? Intensive care unit. Oh yeah, right. So um, yeah, so you know the the goal price is like a five thousand bucks, but during COVID nineteen, obviously, not going to do that. And plus, also, I did get some emails from people saying, "Look, 
you know, you haven't done a batch for a while. I'd really like to get in. What's the deal? So, okay. But I didn't want to open a batch of those, those price points, which was 2000 for the base plan and a um, thousand uh, if you paid one payment. So I've just, like you said, split everything in half. That's yeah. I think that's a good balance. Cause like you definitely wouldn't want to go down to like 99 total no, because no. then you'd, I mean, you, you talked about it, like getting a lot of people in, but then you'd have so much to do in Slack. Like, Oh yeah. And you, you, you devalue it. I mean, the, the simple fact is people who, people who've paid, you know, large price points um, have said it's, you know, they've learned an, an incredible amount. So it wouldn't be, it just wouldn't be sensible. Um, but anyway, just to quickly go through the, the marketing thing, I don't know if this is interesting anymore. Um, the life what, cycle phases. Oh yes. So this, this is the, uh, like the business consulting the, the, no, this is basically the next module of Nugget. So what? So what I what I realized is is it's about this idea of um, you've you've heard of the parable. Um, so vis-a-vis marketing, right? So when we build products, we go out and we market. We do different things. We try different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you ever heard of that parable of the the three blind men who discover an an elephant? Yes, but each one feels a different part, and so yes. one feels a tusk, and it's like, oh, this is a this is a mighty sword, and another one feels the knee. Oh, this is a boulder, you know. Another one feels the the side. It's like, oh, here's a here's a weird hairy wall, um, but then <laughs> someone who comes up and you can see and says, oh, hey guys, that's an elephant. I, I think that is that is what I have seen. That is a very consistent and repetitive pattern that I've seen with pretty much anyone I've spoken to about marketing their website so what it made me think is there needs to be something where you can see the elephant some sort of plan and strategy so that you can see the whole elephant of the marketing that makes it easy much easier for you to not just build a leg or build a tusk because at the end of the day that is it's not really helping you like you need to build every layer of your marketing funnel and your marketing plan and I thought I was being unique and original. And then um, I went out and did some research and found out that this concept exists and it's called customer lifecycle marketing. And um, now the versions of it out there are complicated. So I've, I've tried to distill it into a really, really simple version about the, the life cycle of your customer. And so I've just broken it down into six six phases so this and and so, so this idea is like it's even abstracting out of all of your crm tools and it's just like a totally top line chart you know how many people do you have in your cold lead how many people do you have as a warm lead so just just to give you the six cold lead this is someone who you don't know so at the, at the beginning of your customer life cycle people don't know you they need to get to mm-hmm. know you they need to know you exist this looks a lot like what you see growth hacker types talk about Okay. Like they're, they're looking at like, you know, what, what does it cost you to get uh, like an email and then what does it cost to warm them up? And then what does it cost to tell to them? And like, what percentage can you get to refer and can you get it such that you're getting, you know, more, uh, more new people coming in from the referrals than you're spending and then you get a, a growth engine. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think what a growth engine is a great word, by the way. Thank you. I'm going to. Um, All right. I'm going to use that because maybe that is what GR. 
what the the nugget module is called but just to give you i'm not going to get go into the, the the depth of everything but i'm just going to show you the cold lead and the warm lead um just the thinking about about this and how this sort of is explained oh wow okay you, you've been busy simple. yeah so okay <laughs> so basically so we've got a cold lead they don't know us we've got a warm lead they, they that's when they're sort of in our drip campaigns we've got a hot lead that's where and they're on the cusp of buying we've got a starter customer that's they've bought something and you need to sh you need to show them stuff we've got a successful customer they are definitely renewing they're happy with us and a referring customer they are like yep these people are the shit and they're telling everyone about you so just going through each one of these this is the way i'm breaking it down and the way i'm going to put it in the nugget course is that the each one of these um each one of these layers, you have an objective, you have an, a metric to measure, you have tools you use, and you have a method. So I'm just going to show you the cold lead. And then um, just between you and me offline, I'll, I'll give you more information. I'll send you this and you can use it if you want to. If you don't, cool. that's fine. Yeah. So basically, the objective of a cold lead is to make a person aware you exist. And especially to help a person self-qualify -quali into your world because it's super important that they are your target market. You know, like it, it can't just be random McPerson. It has to be someone right. who's like right. sort of just right. So you self-qualify them and to convert a person into a warm lead. So that's basically your objectives of the cold lead. Um, and your, you know, the metrics are pretty simple. It's your number of unique views per month. So that's going to include anyone who views whatever your starting point is. So for example, it could be Facebook ads. It could be, you know, content content marketing search page landings you know would this be like impressions like not even views yeah exactly even? exactly it could be it's impressions they exactly, just like yeah. see my video on youtube even if they didn't click on it they've exactly seen. see you're already helping i used the wrong word impressions so um so the metric to measure this cold lead work is is impressions and unique clicks so basically the tools are obviously seo Content marketing, ads, podcast, PR. So this is these this is the sort of the real cold stuff to bring people mm -hmm. into your world. And so this this is why this is also why I wanted to do this because I wanted to just really break it down into its simplest components so that I could help explain to the True Space team and help explain to Nugget members exactly how to think about this stuff. And you don't have to build um, everything, but the point is is you have to have one or two things at each layer. So you right. have to have some SEO, you have to have some content marketing. And we'll just go into the warm lead. Oh, you need each of those. I was thinking like, maybe you don't need ads if you're really good no, at content you don't, marketing. No, you don't or... need everything. You don't need each, to, each tool, but you probably need to use a couple. You know, mm, you probably, gotcha. like, so for every layer, you probably want to pick two things, you know, to start. So you probably would want to do SEO and you probably would want to do content marketing. Or if you wanted to move, move things faster, ads and content marketing, you know? Yeah, so basically- so the method for cold leads um, is pretty simple. It's target a, holy, a highly qualified customer segment and to create an interesting interrupt. Does that make sense? Interesting interrupt, maybe. So, so it's like if they're scrolling down Twitter, they just see something that's totally out of... It's just interesting. So basically, if they see an ad in Facebook, when they do SEO, when they do a search, it's an interesting thing that is going to take them off the course of their day. It's basically, yeah, gotcha. they, were, they, they were planning on doing one thing, but you're interrupting them and you're showing them something that's interesting, that's highly relevant to them, that's valuable, and it gets them to your landing page. Make sense? 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll just go through warm lead and then I think you'll sort of get how this works. Um, so a warm lead, the objective of, a, of the warm lead is basically to capture a person's email to, so to get them on a list, to yeah. offer them more value than they expect. So let's say they do sign up to, you know, a seven day drip campaign. You, you teach them more than they thought they were going to learn. You know, you, you give them more value than they expected. Um, and basically along with that, you want to educate them on how you can make their life better. And I think that works for pretty much every product. Your product needs to make their life better in some way, you know, it needs to solve a problem. It needs to make their life better. It needs to entertain them or whatever. Something. Yeah. And the goal here is to convert them into a hot lead, which is basically they're just on the edge of making that, that purchase. And so what, what, what we don't normally do is think about this in, in like steps. We just kind of put out a marketing campaign and think, we hope it works. Mm. <laughs> you know, but we don't actually think, wait, no, no, no. Let's just break the, the cold lead into a small little packet, then move them into a warm lead. Let's break that into a small little packet then move them into a hot lead, break that into a small packet, and which systematically makes it much more likely that each one's going to work. I, so, I thought a lot about uh, getting email addresses. Like I definitely think about that because I, I have a system that works fairly well, at least for converting that into customers. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's still just a warm lead. So yeah, maybe, maybe the cold lead is a weaker link. So then, you know, the metric here is, you know, the number of new unique email addresses per month and the number of engagement events. In other words, this actually is them viewing the landing page that you've created. And the tools uh, for this, this layer is landing pages. So obviously you get them from a cold place to a landing page that you can create. Live and automated webinars, very, very powerful using a software like Demio. Um, we've, we've seen that We've seen that with Modern Teacher. We started Demio. It's funny. I've been, I've been saying to these guys for years, use, use webinars to, to sell. But they've always wanted to go out into the field and sell. Well, we started using webinars. We had 2,000 people on a webinar the other day. Wow. It's like, <laughs> like it, it really makes a difference. And webinars, it's so great because you can put your face on there. You can talk through the value of your product. And you can really you know, just, it really moves someone from a warm lead to a hot lead kind of thing. I've only done one before and that was not for this business. Yeah. It was for uh, a, a English teaching related book that I was selling. I got like three people on it. <laughs> I, I didn't tell them there are only three of you, but that was, that was a rough hour. <laughs> well, so now the thing about each of these tools here in this warm lead section, now there's, it's kind of fuzzy between where a tool fits in a warm lead and a, and a, and a hot lead, as it were. But mm-hmm. essentially, these are the um, the reason why I put them here is because they're the they're the nugget of gold that you get as a cold lead. So as a cold lead, you offer them, hey, you can get access to our free webinar. Hey, you know, on the landing page, you can get access to our free white paper, you know, or so- our drip course. So that's the reason why these tools are here. So quantify uh, this a little bit, like, like what percentage of warm leads do you expect to end up purchasing? Well, that's different. That's different for every business. And I think, I think that, uh, you know, what would be really nice would be to do like what we're doing with true space where we have 
you know, thousands of companies in the system and we can benchmark them and look at them and see what the, what the difference is. It's similar but, ones. But, you know, it's, it obviously is, it's completely different for every business. This is an overall highly abstracted framework that is not dealing with a specific business. It's just giving you, this is the scaffolding for how, how to do really successful online marketing. This is the scaffold. Like here's some things yeah. to look at. Here's some tools. At each <laughs> yeah. And so then, you know, hot lead is, is like, especially for higher, for higher price point stuff, I'll just quickly go into the kind of things I'm thinking about. So this is like, you know, like a, a sales webinar versus um, a learning webinar. Because in, in a warm lead, when you use a webinar, you're probably going to do something like, this is how Elixir works. You know, it's just a general Teach Elix- them Elixir teaching them, teaching them thing. But a hot lead is like when you say at the end of that, you say, tomorrow I'm doing a webinar that shows you how if you use my, le- my training system, you're going to get a job that's going to raise your salary by 30% by the end of the year. And so that is like a hot lead and you bring them onto your actual sales webinar. And so, you know, things like that could be moving people down a funnel into like, I don't know, a six person zoom call where you get, so rather than just selling to one person at a time, you actually doing, you know, one-on-one sales, but you've got six people on the call, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a tough thing to sell though. Like I, I've actually never tried the whole, like you will, get a job that pays you more money if you learn Elixir. Cause I don't know if it's true. Like I've, I've done the, like you, you will level up. You can, you know, you can uh, do really well by picking a niche and it's good at all these things. And uh, even if the language doesn't boom, it can still be a win like me niching in a backbone JS. But I don't say like, you know, increase your salary by 30% because you learn a different language. It was, I was just throwing an example out there because um, yeah, yeah. I wanted an example from in that moment that would just make it's, sense. I mean, it's super powerful for like learning a program like, or like, you know, so certain educational courses. Well, what, what could be interesting is that um, thinking about things this way could, could actually change the product because it might help yeah. you sort of go, you know what? Yeah, there really isn't a good reason. Like, and, and it could show you the weakness in your whole product now I haven't I haven't fully fleshed out from the hot lead downwards. If, yeah, if I were going straight for the money, I think it would be like, you know, replace your thirty Rails servers with one Phoenix server or something like that. Well, there you go. There you go, right there. That is that is ridiculously powerful. Um, and 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 in fact, that's that's where you could have a, from a warm lead, you could create a webinar that basically but that wouldn't be the hot lead webinar that would be the warm lead webinar where you would basically put together some webinars that would basically and this is market building just like i was telling you so basically you build a market you show people how incredible elixir is you get them into your funnel and then you and then you try and convert them to a hot lead and say hey and by the way demio is an amazing piece of software you know it's so good for for sales and you can just that's a webinar software webinar software demio.com yeah <clears throat> and well, um, well, if you if you write it down, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, sure. Anyway, that's that's sort of where I'm at, and uh, you know, I'll 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 develop that a bit more uh, before next show, and um, I think that's where I'm just going to work. Is you know, for example, so with Nugget, you know, um, what I need to work do on a module to teach all this stuff. Well, I need to build the module, but also mm-hmm. to market Nugget, I need to use this, and to market TrueSpace, I need to use this. And so with Nugget, I will need to do, you know, some blog posts, some ads, 
some different yeah. stuff. So well, I just need one, to just, yeah, go on. One thing I would say is this, this is a lot of stuff. So I would think about how to, how to condense it and just give like the, the essence of it and then maybe have a separate post for each, you know, going into each of the, the details. Oh yeah. Like we said, the, that was the very first thing we spoke about was yeah. the, I mean, low this is a lot like right now, even like this is a lot of, a lot of details to go into. So yeah. just, uh, just a thought. Gotcha. Collapsed. Collapsed. Yes, collapsed. Yes, yes. The- Col- collapse, collapse everything down. <laughs> and then they have to dig to get those, those inner nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so that's sort of where I'm thinking at. And, um, you know, I, I've just found it, found it difficult to hit my, um, blood sugar goals and, Oh shoot. Um, that's right probably now. the real reason everything seems bad. Yeah, maybe. Look, I, this is, this is 67% in range. I was shooting for Ouch. 90. Um, are you still yeah. doing the, the green base? Yeah, I, I don't know what the, I, I don't know. I'm trying to work out what the problem is. I, I'm just not sure. I, I'll report more on that next week. Well, yeah. Hope, hope all, hope you, uh, hope you figure some stuff out. That's all right. Do you want to take over sharing? It's a rough one. Yeah, actually I, I had just one thing I wanted to, to say. So um, you asked about a mental model last time and I thought of one, but there was something else I was more interested in talking about. Let me see if I can figure out how to share. There we go. Um, that is just kind of a, a business related idea. Uh, so I think I mentioned before that Nathan Berry's book authority mentioned three ideas that he thought were really key in business building and, and in marketing as well. And those were teach everything, you know, because you know, you're going to keep on learning more stuff. You don't need to hoard some secrets really. Like it's not in, in like a really connected world like today, that's not the ideal strategy. And mm-hmm. then uh, first one was teach everything, you know, the second was create every day. Because if you're just teaching all the time and you're not creating things, you're going to run out of the stuff that you know to teach. And then you're just going to, going to, you know, kind of be uh, uh, rehashing it and it won't be very interesting. Then the third one was work in public and work in public was kind of his, his main, uh, uh, I, I guess like the, one of the main marketing techniques or, or kind of his way of, of increasing his luck surface area. And I guess this is not an article about working in public. I just Googled it and got to this page. But the reason I thought about this is because in a, like in a very real way, the, uh, the site that I'm making for reactor is exactly that. Like we are, you know, we're doing this podcast Mm -hmm. and I want to make the site anyway. And I could have made it in, you know, easily in the first week, but instead I'm, I'm going much more slowly because I'm screencasting everything. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm being more careful about it and breaking it into chunks that, that make sense for, for screencasting. And it's a lot of work to work in public like this. And I think I'm beginning to understand why, uh, say like why Adam Lathan does so much live streaming. I think it's because 
uh, like making an actual screencast of everything you do slows yeah. you down a ton. Yeah. But if you, it, but it's, it's a high, higher quality experience for the learner. But yeah. if you live stream it uh, and you're not too worried about the live stream being exciting, you are still working in public and you can, you know, churn through way more, uh, way more tasks in your coding or your designing or whatever you're doing. Um, so it's gotten me thinking about maybe, maybe doing a bit more live streaming, maybe doing like more walkthroughs. Like mm. I build a bunch of stuff, but then people don't have to watch me type everything, every single mm. bit, especially if it's not, if it's aimed at beginners, then just I'll give you the 20,000 foot view. Uh, or we'll walk them through it. So like go yeah. through the code, explain the code, but that doesn't mean I have to type every bit out while they're watching. I, I think for a beginner, it's super valuable to see the person go through every last step of it. But as someone gets to, you know, more, more familiar level, they can just watch your explanations and, and, you know, do the guided walkthrough and then you give them the code. So um, I've been thinking about doing that and also, uh, uh, also live streaming, but the, you know, the concept of working in public, I think, I think is really big because I think that's one of the main reasons why he and like his friends like Justin Jackson and Brendan Dunn, a lot of those people just got so much momentum yeah. over the last five to 10 years because. Uh, yeah. You just do people, more. I mean, yeah you, yeah. you just built up that audience. Yeah. That's a big deal. And also, I, th I think there's there's some credibility. Like people see you're working on stuff. They see that you were working on it a few years ago. Like, like just over time, I think it it uh, it's a huge edge for for uh, learning and selling, probably. Yeah. Cool. So not exactly a mental model, but but that one's been on my mind. Uh, well, I think it's good, and I think it's good for anyone. I mean, yeah, something we were we were speaking about, and you know. I think from the early days of texting, basically just a great strategy to a great strategy to earn more money, to increase your, your earning potential and just create log service area is just pick, pick a new technology and write blog posts about it and learn it and teach it in public, you know, um, which is pretty much what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm interested in ConvertKit. I think I might, I might move, I might have a, an exploration of ConvertKit over what? Stripe, over Drip. I'm pretty sick of Drip at this point. Oh, you're on Drip. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I think going from MailChimp, it depends on the person. Like I, I like ConvertKit a bit more, but it's, I mean, to be totally fair, it's a bit janky on the tech side. Is it? Like it's clear oh. that ConvertKit was made by a designer, marketer, not a developer. But it's growing fast and it's improved. Like they're aware of all these issues and it's getting better. Um, what kind I, of issues? Um, it's not that it's broken. Nothing's broken, but like, uh, um, oh, well, here's an example. Like, like it's really easy to tag things. Uh, but if you're working with custom fields, a lot of things you can do with tags don't work. And custom fields are usually something that more advanced email marketers will, will want. 
Um, I'm not sure if you if I shared it to you before, but on my uh, my blog, I have a second blog post, the new blog, and it's about custom fields. And basically, uh, the problem with custom fields is, or sorry, the problem with tags is uh, every every time you're tagging something, that's like a boolean, right? So is is it like you can have like is subscribed or is customer or has canceled. And the problem is like, what do you do if, if you, you encounter some email address that has uh, subscribed, canceled and paused or just any two of those three. It's like, well, which one was applied last? What is it? So then when, when someone picks one of those, do you unpick all the others? And it ends up becoming like kind of like a spreadsheet of like, um, I I'm looking at this table where it says, uh, the uh, the headings are like is green is blue is red is white is car is ball mm. so you have toy one is green false is blue true is red false is white false is car true is ball false and if you were to change the color from blue to red you would have to like check all the other colors set them to false then set red to true and only a crazy person would make a spreadsheet like that what you'd mm-hmm. have instead would just be uh you know a heading of color and a, head, a heading of type of toy. So it'd be toy one, color, blue, type, car, what is you it? know. Uh, for, for the keyboard? Yeah. Which keyboard? Uh, no, but I'll, I'll find it. I'll be, I'll be done in just a couple of minutes. Okay. Yeah. So there, there are reasons you don't want to do everything through tags and like custom fields are really useful. Uh, ConvertKit doesn't support them that well. Then the other one is the API is like, you can't do stuff like uh, query all of your list of subscribers for people who are, who have, who say have a a custom field of uh, experience level intermediate. You can't do that. You can't, you have to like get every, you have to query your entire list and then filter it yourself, check and filter. Couldn't you just say, is blue car as a tag? Yeah, but then if you add one more type, then you need to increase, like you need uh, however many colors you have additional tags, right? So it, it, you'll have like Red this, car, this quadratic car. explosion. But if, of- you may, if you just made a rule... You could, you could sort of think of it like a state machine and make a rule to say you can only ever have one tag. And that tag yes. is made up of, of, of split between underscores. So any, every, everyone can only be, ever be in one state. You, yeah, you'd have to make a complicated, brittle solution. It could be done, but it's, you know, it's not <laughs> ideal. So okay. anyway, it, it's, it's good, but it's, it's not really, you know, it's, it's not really... Uh, that dev friendly yet okay i have to i have to head um my kid wants to do uh to play music and uh, i need to plug in a keyboard for him so in that case uh but but we let's so let's quickly do goals um what 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 are you going to try and get done for for next week uh, next week i'm going to uh release at least two more videos like got to keep growing the top of the line Sweet. And I'll see what I can do about fixing that cancellation flow. Yes, that's a good plan. I think that I think that's sort of that's foundational. That's like the business just shouldn't op- shouldn't operate that way. 
you know it's like yeah. just, it's just a flaw of the product um yeah so if I, what i i guess what i'm going to try and do for next week is um uh i guess i'm just going to well i'm really going to the blood sugar thing is it's so irritating oh well today we did a seven minute workout you know that scientific thing yeah so I found a good video for the seven minute workout and we as a family did that this morning. So I'm going to just going to try and do that every day. I guess one thing is with the, the coronavirus pandemic, we haven't been moving as much. I haven't been moving as much. So just at least foundationally every day, seven minute workout. That's one thing I'm going to do that every day for the next week. One goal. Sounds good. Next goal is, um, I guess I'm going to try and conceptually get that, that mind map finished just so that I've got all of the different points correctly thought through. And then the third thing is to do, I, I guess I want to get like five people into a batch on Nugget. I've got two people so far, so let's see if we can get five people into a batch by the end of next week. And then I'll do some more marketing and um, yeah, just more marketing stuff. All right. That's Sounds me. like a plan. All right, dude. Thanks a lot. See you next week. Have a good yeah, one. See you next one. Cheers. Bye.